Hi, this is Doug Jones, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I know! Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. From our virtual habitat and pseudo-studio deep in the underground living quarters of the Pablo Casals French Cheese Whiz Refinery in the near West Pavilion in Plaza Deep in Area 51. Hello and welcome to TalkCast 281 in this week's edition of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. If that didn't sound quite right, not a problem. Enjoying the mild headache from way too much MSG, I'm the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, the rest of the gang of four. In the revered time vortex, our technical anarchist running everything behind the scenes, running in circles in front of the scenes, pushing people's virtual buttons because she can, our own girl genius, Kriana. Do not install Snowsemity. <laughs> yeah, I can pretty much attest to that. I do this every year. And you've really got to stop doing it. From the stacks of her personal space in the Dank Dungeon's only indoor Decepticon library and clone garden, featuring Lynels and Ligers and there's a robot, oh my, our own Zomprarian. Sorry, I was distracted because I don't have enough dilithium crystals to explore the blue ringed planet right now. Okay, we'll, we'll get that fixed for you shortly. I need to earn some more. Okay. From a galaxy farther away than is possible and yet not, our woman in chainmail adoring everything Marvel to the point where she can't decide who she has a bigger crush on, Chloe Bennett or Haley Atwell, please welcome Sir Sarah Lady Knight with Concrud. Chloe Bennett hugged me, though, so everything is worth it. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yes, you I? do. Sky. Sky. She's confused. No, I'm still a man. Daisy Johnson, Quake. The hour Are... of my life. <laughs> no, that's Peggy. Yes, but but Chloe Bennett hugged me. So, but she and you me. have a, but you have a picture with both of them. I do, but I have a story about Chloe. I mean, okay. I have a story about Haley too, but I have a story. Well, no, that comes. No, 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 we can't tell the story yet because I'm not done introducing everyone. Our guest tonight is the person who holds the record for most appearances on the show, and guy we often like to have back as often as he likes to come back and and talk to us. He's the only person who's in double digits, guest wise. Welcome back, Tracy Hickman. Hey, Tracy, how are you? I'm ready for my close-up, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another story. Why, yes. yes. The stairs. Yes. With, or without. 
as the case may as be. As the case may be. No, yeah. no, no, I'm really sure they were there. Well, you may be the only one. <clears throat> Ooh. Is so, it, if it's Wednesday, it must be Gen Con. I, I'm not sure exactly where I am. <laughs> well, we were hoping you were going to be in Boston in two weeks, and, and since that's not going to happen... I want to be in Boston in two weeks. I'm willing to be in Boston in two weeks. I'm wanting to be in Boston in two weeks. I, I think you need to call your own and say, get me there. Well, I would love to do so. I, there's this little conflict, this minor speed bump in the middle of this, which is my daughter's getting married at the same time. Uh, hmm. Tough choice. <laughs> well, it's a tough choice, but, you know, on the other hand, I, my my son-in-law would just as soon get married at Boston. But that's a con. But Actually, at Rhode Island, that can be arranged. I'm okay. sure that it could be. Who would want to get married at Rhode Island, yeah, there's though? there's a guy who does marriage at the con. Like, at the con, stink. yeah. We could we could we could arrange that for you, Tracy. Although I would definitely marry Chloe Bennett at a convention. So what? Who? <laughs> I'm right back to it. I know. Yeah, I think there are many of us who who might actually do that, but that's a whole other story. So tonight we're we, we're basically going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about Boston Comic Con. We're going to talk about San Diego Comic Con. And we're going to talk about Tracy Hickman. The so, Crazy Hickman Comic Con. The Crazy Hickman <laughs> Comic Con. Yeah, we, we kind of need to append everything with that. So well, that that's right. Apparently you can. Apparently yeah. we do, yes. So Sir Saris has spent the past week in California and is now just kind of semi-recovered from it. And if you hear her hacking up a lung, you'll know why. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to mute myself when I do that, but sometimes it just happens. It's not going to happen. So... You were there, and you were at Nerd HQ for most of the convention? Pretty much, as usual. As usual, <laughs> yeah. You kind of so tend to hang out there instead of, uh, well, because that's where some cool people were. So yeah. walk us through your four days at Nerd HQ. Yes. Um, so I really did spend a, more time on the floor, at the, on the convention floor this year than usual. Um, well, the last you two mean years actually I, on the floor or yes, just like the lying. Floor? I did have I, I did lie down on the floor at one point in my hotel room because my friends here made me buy them a three hundred dollar Toriel statue from the friggin' Weta booth and carry it home with me. <laughs> How real? So I, How real? Is pronounced Al if you're in, if you're in the Tolkien universe. I Tauriel. Yes. Thank okay. You. Sure. Tauriel statue. She's still not a real character. But she's still great. And actually, the only part of those movies that yeah, I really no care about. No one's that she's great. However, the I'm statue just is out the very large. Sexism of the source material. Yes. Yes. That is that is fair. Um. So then I, so that was actually my Thursday morning was that going to the Her Universe booth, buying a Tony Stark dress, super cute, which I'm wearing in the photo with, of me with the Marvel people. But anyway, um, so I did bring that back to my hotel room. My key didn't work, but luckily my friend Joe, um, doesn't, he, he does the late night Comic Con and not really the day Comic Con. So he was still sleeping in the room at 11 in the morning when I came in and my key didn't work and was just ready to die, opened the door for me. I put the thing, the statue down on the floor and just like fell on the ground. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. Just go away. 
<laughs> so that was my Thursday morning. Um, it got kind of better from there. I went, um, I went by Nerd HQ for a bit to just check it out, um, get a wristband, go in. Because you don't like have to pay for it or need a badge, but you need to register your wristband so they know capacity and stuff. Um, and my friends and I were sitting at a table, and Zachary Levi walks by, as he does, because he's Zach and Who's it's Zach? Nerd HQ. Uh, he is the guy who runs Nerd HQ. He was Chuck on Chuck, uh, the voice of Flynn Rider Entangled. He's in the, the new Heroes Reborn show. And he uh, has the game show on Yes, Geeks Sci-Fi. and Drinks. Yes. Geeks, and, Geeks and Drinks, yeah. Yep. Um, so, I only know one of those things. Okay. Well, then you know one thing that he's been in. Congratulations. I, do, I know one thing. Yes. Um, so I've volunteered, obviously, the last two years. Um, all of my friends who I was with have been a bunch of times in the past. And we were like, hey, Zach, because that's what you do when Zach walks by. Usually he goes, hey, and keeps walking. On Thursday, he came over and was like, hey, guys, what's up? And we're just like, hi. You're that's different. Okay, <laughs> sure. I'm, I'm assuming he's good at faces. He has no idea what any of our names are, obviously. But I'm sure he, like, recognized a few of our faces because we've been there all the time. Um, so he just like comes over and talks to us for like five minutes. Um, so that was really awesome. Cause so that... did you invite him on the show? No, he he's busy. He has things to do. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy with those good shows. looks is clear. Uh, but that was. I'm reflecting on this entire conversation and realizing that I've been on this show more often than anybody else. I'm not sure what that says about the other things I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of a good point. Yeah, I mean, same. But we don't have lives. What are lives? Yeah. We do this every week. Every week. Yeah, think about that. You've been on 10 times. There have been 271 other times you haven't been, but we have. That's I true. Have, what does that say about us? That's um, more than I care to hazard right now. <laughs> I'll tell you what, wherever Zachary Levi is, he's saying to himself, man, I wish I was on that show as many times as that Hickman guy. Yeah, he's That's not it. cool enough. Yeah. Nah, he's okay, but, like, he's not you. We, we like to save ourselves. Yeah. For the real deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, the things we tell ourselves. Yeah, good so. times. Good times. <laughs> Um, so Thanks, back to... Tracy. I feel so good about myself now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Amazing. Cool. So, back to the, the show floor. Um, I went on the show floor to go to the Marvel booth because um, I wanted to buy some pins because they had some ladies and a Natasha t-shirt. Even though I didn't... I, I like the Natasha t-shirt. I didn't love it. But, like, if they're going to make Black Widow merchandise, I'm going to buy it be, to show them that people will fucking buy it. Uh, okay, I'm fine. Good call. Thank you. So, um, my friend, uh, while I was at Nerd HQ, um, actually buying a tank top that I'm wearing now, Nerd HQ tank top, um, was over hanging out by the Marvel booth and for about 40 minutes. And before he got in line, he called us. He was like, guys, I'm in the line. Come over. We come over. It takes about half an hour to finish getting our merch and, like, head over. And then we wait in line for another hour and a half. <laughs> so that was fine. Totally fine. But we got everything that we wanted, which was good, because pretty much everything was sold out by the last day. Um, so I got so many pins, but I didn't get Captain Marvel that day, which was sad, because I really wanted the Captain Marvel pin, but I did get Captain America in the blind box. So that was really exciting. Everyone wanted Cap, and I was like, nope, you can't have Cap. He's mine. 
But I did get, let's see, I got uh, Female Thor, I got Black Widow, uh, She-Hulk, Silk, Spider-Gwen, Squirrel Girl, Cap, Iron Man, Iron Patriot, Vision, and Black Panther. Or I got I got Iron Patriot later. I don't know um, who Squirrel Girl is, but she seems like the nemesis of Ant-Man. <laughs> she should be. She probably is. Um, she's kind of a lesser popular character who's got a new series out so she's a little bit more popular now um i haven't read the series yet but i didn't trade her away because i was like i'm gonna read the series and i'm gonna like the series but i just haven't read it yet so that was fun but i really wanted captain marvel but there was a pin exchange the next morning so i was like i'll go to that so um a few weeks ago kind of backstory for this um, I got um, a new Nebula toy from Guardians of the Galaxy because I like to pretend that Guardians of the Galaxy is only about Nebula and Gamora, and therefore I buy all of the toys that are only <laughs> Nebula and Gamora. Um, so there's this new series out from Funko called Dorbs, and they're just little, like, stupid ball thingies. They're super cute. So, And I know that Noelle Stevenson, who's ginger hazing online, um, she is also part of the let's pretend that the movie is entirely Nebula and Gamora fandom. So I tweeted it at her, and I was like, look how cute this is. She was like, oh my god, I want one. And I was like, well, I'm coming to San Diego, and I know you're going to be there. Do you want me to bring you one? And she was like, oh my god, that would be amazing. Thank you. So I didn't know when I was going to see her, if I was going to see her at all. So I just dropped it off at the Boom booth, which is right next to the Marvel booth, um, on Thursday. And then on, on Friday, she tweeted at me that she got it, and she was really excited. And I was like, yay! And I never actually got a chance to go like meet her, so I was glad I dropped it off, because I just wanted her to have that because it's super cute i want to buy all the lady lady things um and then i don't think i met yvonne strahovski on thursday i met yvonne strahovski at some point but i don't remember when it was might have been on thursday she was doing a smiles for smiles um which is at nerd hq um they raise money for operation smile um so all the photo shoots with celebrities are kind of first come first serve they're twenty dollars cash um and all that money goes to operation smile um, so I did one of those with her. Let's just pretend I did it on Thursday just because. Um, and then finally, Seanan McGuire was doing a signing. Well, she was doing it as Mira Grant. Um, but she was doing it on the floor, so I went back to the floor. Um, I went to her. and Because she's one of my favorite authors, but I've never met her before, and I actually haven't read anything. She's written as Mira Grant, which is terrible. I know, but it's mostly horror. I don't read horror that much, but I'm going to read it for her because she's great. Anyway... Um, she's a little intimidating online. She's really great, but she's really like firm in her beliefs, which I appreciate. But I met her and she is the biggest sweetheart ever. And I was like, this is so great. Like, you're so wonderful. Why are you the best? And we were nice. talking about pins because she does a lot of like Disney pin trading and collecting. Um, and she was like, oh, I like your Marvel pins. Like, is there anyone that you, um, wanted that you didn't get? And I was like, yeah, Captain Marvel. Um, and she was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, give me your contact information. I'm going to do a bunch of pin trading. If I get a Captain Marvel, I'll tweet at you and I'll let you know. And I was like, I'm sorry, what was that? What? No way. Very and cool. And it was just like so cool and it was so sweet. Um, and I was just like, you didn't have to do that, but you just did. And I was like, cool. Where is, well, you know, I'm going to go to the pin trading tomorrow morning. Is there anything that you are looking for? If I get it, um, I can give it to you. She was like, yeah, I'm looking for a Loki. I was like, this is so great. Oh, my God. So, basically, Sean and McGuire is wonderful. And then I met Kelly Rowland, um, who's the White Trash Zombies author, um, and gave her my card um, for, the, uh, for, my, for the Galaxy Girls blog. Um, and she was like, oh, I've heard of you. And I was like, what? 
She's like, yeah, I've heard of your blog. I was like, okay, that's the greatest thing ever. Thank you. Very that was cool. Awesome. That was really cool. Um, so that was Thursday. Well, Thursday night was the Nerd HQ party, which was crazy, um, but really fun. I mean, like crazy in a good way. Um, but I don't really need to go into detail about that because I just drank. Although, I will say that Nerd HQ ran out of gin at 11 in the morning on <laughs> For a party that was sponsored, or at least had merch, all the cups said geeks who drink. And I'm like, if you're going to do this, you can't run out of gin at 11 in the morning, okay? That's just not okay. I just drink vodka. Because they also ran out of whiskey and red wine. And those are the only things that I drink. So I had to drink vodka like a gross person. And yet you did, didn't you? I did because I wanted to drink alcohol. <laughs> but I had to drink vodka. By the end of the night, I was just pour some fucking lime juice in there. Like, just take the lime juice and just pour it over there so I can actually, like, not want to die. It was the worst. It was the worst thing I've ever had to deal with. And that was so that hard. was day one. That was day one. All right, all those those things happened day one. So Friday morning, I sleep in a little bit. Well, a little bit, like eight, because I'm no fucking way am I getting up at four in the morning to go wait in line for Hall H or Ballroom Twenty because I my body literally will not do that. So late for me is eight thirty. So I get up. Um, I get in Peggy Carter. Um, cause I'm like, I'm going to the Marvel booth. Maybe I'll go to the Marvel TV panel. There's a badass woman panel at Nerd HQ tonight. Maybe Haley Atwell will be there. Spoiler, she was not. Um, tried to curl my hair. By the way, California water apparently has a lot of minerals in it. So you can't actually do anything with your hair, which I wish I would have known on Friday and Saturday mornings when I tried to curl my hair, woke up an hour early to do it and was just like, nope, this is not going to work. Anyway, go to the Marvel booth, hang out, go to pin trading. First second I get there, I'm like, these are the pins I'm trading. I want Captain Marvel. Someone is like, I have Captain Marvel. I want Black Panther. I'm like, here you go. Please take anything. I need Captain Marvel. So I got Captain Marvel, traded around, got a Loki, got a bunch of other pins or a few other pins that I needed. Um, got rid of Spider-Man 2099. Who even cares about that? Wow, somebody um, actually wanted that? I'm impressed. No, the, I made the Marvel booth take it because they bought a bunch of blind boxes to like trade out for it. So I think that's when I got Blind Panther back. Um, let's see. Yeah, so I got Blind Panther, Iron Patriot, and Loki. Um, and, of course, um, Captain Marvel from the, from the trading. Um, but a few of them I traded for the, um, at, to the people at the Marvel booth because I was like, I don't want this, and I don't really want Electra, so you can have her too. Um, but yeah, so that was you good. You traded away a female character? I know, I know, but I I wasn't going to, but then I was like, I don't really want Electra. But maybe, <laughs> maybe the new casting will be great, but it's fine. It'll be fine. Anyway, I hung out at the Marvel booth for like three or so hours, and like so many great things happened. Mostly that uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick showed up, who is the current writer for the, or the, she will be no longer soon the writer for the Captain Marvel um, series. And she writes a bunch of other things, uh, Pretty Deadly, Bitch Planet. She's super great. And she, I was just kind of hanging out because I was waiting to see if they would give away the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter posters. And she shows up and I'm just like, oh my God, she's over there. But I'm just hanging out trying to keep my cool. She's talking to a Captain Marvel cosplayer. I'm like, I'll go up to her after. 
She stops in the middle of her conversation with the Captain Marvel cosplayer when she sees my Peggy Carter costume and is like, you look amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> it was so great. Um, and then later, of course, I took a duck face selfie with her because that's what she does. She takes duck face selfies with fans because she's the best. Um, so that was cool. And then I made two friends at the Marvel booth, one who right then and there gave me an extra uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. poster and one who messaged me on Twitter later and was like, hey, where are you? I have something for you. Came over to Nerd HQ and handed me the Agent Carter poster. So that was awesome. Um, and then also, because I was in my Peggy cosplay, this woman comes up to me and she's like, so I'm from um, Agent Carter News. Are you coming to the Agent Carter Flash Mob tomorrow morning? And I was like, no, um, I'm going to the Orphan the Clone Club meetup. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing Peggy today and then I'm doing Helena from Orphan Black tomorrow. And she's like, no, mm -mm, you need to come to the, to the flash mob. And I was like, okay, um, why? She's like, let me just put it this way. If you don't come, you will regret it. And I was like, vaguely terrifying, but, um, sure. Is Haley Atwell going to be there? And she's like, I can't say, but you should come to it. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to change my plans for tomorrow. Um, so I deliberated on that for, like, the whole day. But I eventually decided, especially because um, after the Orphan Black panel that night, um, they tweeted, Orphan Black tweeted that Tatiana Maslany was, like, gone. She left. She had to go do, like, a job or something. Whatever. Jobs. So my question to you is, on Saturday, Yes. do we have a picture of you in the Peggy Carter flash mob? Yes, I'm getting to that. Oh, Okay, there, there are more things that happened on Friday, okay? I have to do it in order because there's a certain order to things, a.k.a. chronological order, and you're really messing with my schedule. Anyway, then uh, my friends were at the 100 panel in Ballroom 20, and they were like, we're going to head out, but do you want us to bathroom pass you into the Marvel TV panel? Um, which is like when um, you leave bottom 20 or hall age you can get a bathroom pass so you can come back in and sometimes people hand them off to their friends and they can go in so that's what we did and they were in the fourth row so i was like okay i'll go to the you know marvel tv panel no big deal um okay sorry i will i will talk faster <laughs> um sorry we started late okay um anyway it was a great panel you should watch it online um clark Gregg won my heart Jeff Loeb came out in the Peggy Carter hat. Haley Atwell came out and stole it from him. Um, then that night, I went to the Badass Woman panel at Nerd HQ. It was good. It wasn't as good as last year. Um, I didn't really know most of the women on it. Felicia Day was on it, though. That was cool. But I did ask a question. You can watch in the video. I've, I'm linking the video. Um, and, yeah, that was Friday. So Saturday, the Peggy Carter flash mob, um, I show up. Um, we're kind of like milling around the lobby and the Agent Carter TV, excuse me, Agent Carter News Zone comes out and is like, all right, come on guys, let's go. We're going to the Marvel booth. And we're like, okay, that's interesting. Um, the Agent Carter signing is ending now. They're like, yep. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So they bring us all up on stage with Haley Atwell. Very nice. And it was just like amazing. So in the first picture, I'm on the left somewhere. If you look on the pictures online, the link. Um, I'm laughing. It's very silly. So that was, like, really awesome. Um, Haley was really great. She was like, I just want to look at all of you. Um, there's a little costume contest. 
Um, it was just like super cute. It was one of the greatest moments of my life. Um, <laughs> you know how many times you've said that? Um, it's not even it's not even the best moment of my life yet. That's coming on Sunday. All right. So then I did a quick change in my friend's hotel room um, to my Helena cosplay to go to the Men of War from Black panel, which is great. I got to ask a question as Helena. Um, you can see me asking character. It was super cute. I got a kick out of it. I loved it. And we have that uh, link too. Yes, it is. It is a link. Um, I okay. am somewhere in there. I'm like kind of early on, but it's a good panel. You should watch it. They're all like really great dudes. So then Sunday, I'm like, all right, I'm going to sleep in. Like, I don't have a ticket to the Marvel panel, but I'll try to, like, you know, go over around 11, 11.30. The panel gets out at noon, see if they'll do, like, a Smiles for Smiles. I'm like, I'll get up at 9.30. 9.30, my alarm goes off. My phone is ringing. It's my friend, Corrine, and she's like, I've been trying to call you for half an hour. Wake up. And I'm like, what? She's like, the person who has my other... Um, who I was originally giving my other ticket to the Marvel panel to, is causing a lot of drama, and I don't want to deal with it, so you have my ex other Marvel ticket. Come to Nerd HQ right now. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, please get off the phone, because I have to shower. And of course, she talks for like five more minutes, and I'm like, Kareen, I have to shower. Let me get off the damn phone. So, shower, put makeup on, out the door by 10.05, get to Nerd HQ by like 10.20, in the panel room by like 10, well, in line to get into the panel room by like 10.30, then I'm in the panel, and I ask the first question, and, I mean, you can see it in the thing, um, <coughs> but it was um, thanking Haley and <laughs> Chloe. Sorry, I'm dying. I'm talking too much. I'm not going to talk for the rest of the podcast. Um, <coughs> um, thanking Take Haley a drink. Come on. No. I'm, I have a cough drop. It's fine. Um, thanking Haley and Chloe for being open and accepting of the, the queer female ships that they're in and kind of not treating them as jokes. Um, and then asking if they think, even though Kevin Feige said that it'll be maybe another 10 years before we get um, a queer character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if, we, if they think there will be one earlier in the Marvel TV Universe. Um, and their answers were really great. Actually, Clark Gregg's answer was fantastic. Um, he related it to kind of the storyline with the Inhumans about being born differently than what is perceived as the norm. And... Um, and that, you know, it, it's very topical and that they kind of do things best when it's topical and that, that it needs to happen, like, now. Um, so Clark Gregg basically is great. He grew in my esteem a lot this, this um, Comic-Con. So in the middle of the panel, my friend, who's the stage manager at Nerd HQ, he texts me. Um, and he's like, do not share this message with anyone, but go directly to the Smiles or Smiles line after this panel. Like, run. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, he knows because he's the stage manager. Like, this is, he, he's got this. So I run and I barely make it in in time like, as soon as the panel ends. Um, and we're, like, some of the last people to go in. And I have, like, I know I have two seconds because I have to go and other people have to get photos. But I'm, like, really fast. Chloe Bennett, thank you for helping me come to terms with my bisexuality. And she, like, stops everything. And she's, like, I have to hug you right now. And she, like, wraps herself around me. And at this point, like, I'm just done. So I whisper, thank you, I love you, into her hair like a total weirdo. <laughs> and it was just, like, the greatest moment of my life. And I'm like, all right, I got to go, I got to go. Like, people, like, I got to move out of the way. And so I, like, book it out of there. Um, and my friends come after me because um, they're all in line with me. And we get out, we move to the side, I get my picture. And my friends go, so 
Clark Gregg was trying to high five you and you totally just walked away. And I was like, oh no, I just Clark Gregg. Oh no, it's terrible. Is uh, it? Someday I'll make you feel better by telling you about my the first time I met Amber Benson. And I was like too freaked out with myself to even cry. (laughs) Oh my god. Amazing. So yes, basically that was the best day of my life. Um, My crush on Chloe Bennett is stronger than it's ever been. And yeah, then I went to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fan dinner, which she was supposed to go to, but she went home instead, which I understand because Comic-Con takes a lot out of you. And that was my Comic-Con. Yay! Congratulations. Sounds like you had fun. I just did. Me. Yes, just a little bit, you know. One That's or two. Awesome. That is yeah. absolutely awesome. So quickly, let's uh, let's shift from San Diego to Boston because in 12 days, uh, Boston Comic Con begins. I think we can Woo. just move right along here. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Good call, guys. Boston is happening. And it's going to be awesome. And we have a guest. And I'm going to meet Haley Atwell again. And we have a guest. I just want to say a couple of things quickly about Boston. It's got the largest artist alley I have ever seen. Over 450 artists and artisans are going to be there. Uh, Check their website. There's a whole lot going on, uh, different events. And most of them are free. There's also... Comic-Con night on th- the Thursday before the con at Fenway Park, which has just got to be insane. Uh, what happens there? No one what, knows. What do you oh. do there? You, you get pelted with baseballs. You, you No, you, there's actually yeah. a game that night, and they're saying, go as cosplay. Because and- everyone knows nerds love baseball. <laughs> well, well, I've got to tell you that uh, our own Pat Covey from uh, Double Midnight Comics is working that night. Oh, that's as, so surprising! As Captain America. That's <laughs> what? So surprising. So he will be at Fenway Park if you're there, Fenway, on Thursday night, and you see Captain America, say hi. You heard he was going to be there on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. One of the uh, and if you Captain America. And if you see Zombrarian standing with her knitting, glaring at you, trying to get home through Kenmore Station, throw some elbows, get some people out of my way, and I will love you forever. Yeah. Oh, man. No I, I don't miss living about, in Fenway. No I hate commuting home through Kenmore when there's a game. It's yeah, terrible. I used to live in Kenmore Square. It's Ooh. terrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your life. Do not recommend. <laughs> zero out of zero. So, I mean, you know, we can sit and talk about uh, what's going to happen at Boston. Check out the website. All kinds of stuff going on. Saturday night, there's all kinds of free events. Friday night, there's all kinds of free events. And this year at There might the, be free stuff and things on the website is what I've got from this so far. So far. And the other nice thing is that everything is at the Seaport World Trade Center, and this year they're using all three levels of it. So something going on. Yeah, I know. So that being said, and me having said it, part three of tonight's program 
Wait a minute, I want to know what the what the what the uh, attendance is at Boston Comic Con. It's going to be huge. Too I, damn many people. <laughs> Last Too year, literally, people. our booth was right inside the main doors, and we spent a good portion of Saturday's opening, the first four hours of Saturday's opening, pushed up against the wall while a sea of literally sardines basically moved inches at a time. The women's room was on the other side of the sea of people, <laughs> and I tried to cross it, and it was only about 10 feet wide. Like, our table was maybe 50 feet from the ladies' room. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it take me to get there, Dome? Like, half an hour? I was going to say, like, 40 minutes. Yeah, easily. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway... So there, there's that as well, but it's going to be fun, and you probably won't be trampled to death. Yeah, probably. And, and probably. Kriana really wants to move on to the interview because she's really excited, so we should do that. Kriana. Yes. Who are we interviewing tonight? Gee, I don't know, Dome. Who are we interviewing? Tonight? Could it be Tracy Hickman? It might be. Tracy, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you very much. Also known as the guy you call when everybody else canceled. <gasps> That's not yeah, true. That's no, so not no, true. No, no, we moved our schedule around for you, mister. That's quite true, you did. I appreciate that very much. And in fact, we regularly say, when is Tracy releasing something? Because we want him to be on the show again. Can we make <laughs> that happen? Do we have a good excuse? We, we will find any excuse to get you on this show, my friend. Well, I appreciate that very much. I'm sorry I'm not going to be at Boston Comic Con, actually. I, I was scheduled to be there, but uh, like I say, my my daughter's getting married, and, and uh, somehow my wife sees that as I'm having more PTSD every time I hear married. Congratulations <laughs> to your daughter. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so, Tracy, let's put it this way. What are your plans for next year right around this time? Anybody getting married? Well, I don't think so. So, yeah, I, want, I, I so want to come to the Boston Comic Con. I haven't done a major convention on the East Coast um, ever, uh, now that I think about it. I so mean, it's the last about time I was on the time. East, I think so. Uh, the last time I was at a convention on the East Coast was uh, Gen Con East, I think, in 1982. Oh! <gasps> See, and you haven't been on the East Coast. Well, I've been on the East Coast, so now you really need to come. Yeah, I do. I really do need to come. And, and like I said, I, I, I was even scheduled to come to Boston Comic Con. I was coming with uh, Kevin Anderson, his Wordfire booth there. Um, I'm actually doing a book. Um, uh, Dan Willis and I are doing a book that's uh, coming out through Kevin's Wordfire Press. Not to belittle current guest, but wait, Kevin Anderson is coming to Boston Comic Con? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Cool. No, he's going to be at Tracy Hickman's daughter's wedding. Oh, yeah. Man. Actually, he was going to come to Comic Con. Everyone was going to come to Boston Comic Con, but no, they're all coming to my wedding instead. Including I have Haley some Atwell. novels for him to sign. I'm, actually, I'm looking forward also to Salt Lake Comic Con, which you guys should come to. Well, we've, we've never been invited to Salt Lake Comic Con, actually. Well, you should come to Salt Lake Comic Con. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> now we have been. We've been invited by Tracy. There you go. I know a guy. 
Well, have have that guy talk to our guy, and let's see what Look, we can do. Look, you're, guess, you're the guy. Really, the guess this is really fun. I mean, Chris Evans was just announced as coming. What? So. Wait, wait, which Chris yeah. is that one? The Captain America. Captain America. Okay. Cap. The real up. Captain America. The blonde one. <laughs> yeah. They're, and Felicia's coming back, which I'm glad to see. So. Felicia. And there's, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Tracy, we were actually just kind of talking, Kriana and I, a couple of weeks ago, and we said, you know, we haven't talked to Tracy in a while, and Kriana goes, I can grab him right now. I Good see news, I'll call him. <laughs> and I always pick up for Kriana, you know that. I've heard that, yes, actually, yeah. more than once. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Mary, dangerous to give Mary. Kriana your phone number. <laughs> We had some pretty nice talks, Kree. You and I, we did pretty well. She's never called you at 3 a.m. screaming, Oodle Lolly! after she watched Robin <laughs> No, Hood. I've never drunk child Tracy, but I'm sure we could make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm so looking forward to that. <laughs> I think it's funny at the time. That's right. 3 in the morning, I'll roll over. Honey, who is it? It's Cree. Who else? Okay. <laughs> So we uh, we were just kind of chit chatting, and you said something about I'm a a YouTube star now thanks to con men and stairs. I went stairs. Thanks to stairs, yeah. <laughs> and you told this this wonderful story about how you got what you thought was a cameo role in uh, the new web series Con Men. Uh, which, in fact, turned out to be just a little bit more. Well, it was it was uh, it was my it was my shot at stardom. You know, everybody gets their fifteen minutes of fame, and 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 mine was considerably shorter than that. Um, I I I don't know. It was uh, I, interestingly enough, it's Felicia that got me involved in this a little bit. Um, when I first saw that Conman was announced on Indiegogo, you know, I said, you know, I, I think I immediately posted uh, a, a web article, you know, the, the title of which was, you know, Conman, please take my money. Um, so, you know, I wanted to back the project immediately and was, was really excited about it. And uh, so uh, I, I thought, well, who do I... I know that uh, could possibly, you know, get me involved in this at all, and uh, and and I realized that Felicia Day was in in the promo video, and so she obviously knew somebody, um, and so I uh, I contacted Felicia and I said, you know, is is there any way you can get me in touch with somebody in the production? And she, oh sure, and so uh, I ended up talking with. Um, and getting to know the producer of the series, P.J. Harzma. P.J., uh, who's also been on the show a couple of times. Yeah, great guy. Really like P.J. Um, uh, it was, it's been really super getting to know him. And so, you know, uh, for one thing led to another, and he said, you know, well, you, you, wouldn't you be down here? And I said, well, I'm going to be down here uh, on, uh, in Long Beach area on these dates. He said, well, you got to be in the show. So, okay, 
okay, yeah, I'll, I'll be in uh, Hollywood production. Sure, why not? So uh, down I went. I, uh, Laura and I drove down to California and, and, uh, uh, and, and down to Long Beach and um, uh, to be in, to, you know, be in the production. Yeah, oh, great. Um, <laughs> you say it like you were afraid of it. Oh, well, yeah, I, I, I've done acting, you know, in like regional theater, okay? I was a big star in high school. I was, I was huge on the high school stage. Um, I'll, well, okay, maybe not that big. They, I mostly played character parts. But that was, you know, what I did when Caesar, uh, in Julius Caesar, when somebody needed to leap off of something, they called on me. And uh, so uh, I, I never thought of myself as much of an actor, but okay, fine. So I figured, oh, it's really nice, the producer guy, I mean, we have, we've, we've just met, and, and he's invited me to come down, so, you know, I'll, I'll be third spear carrier on the right, you know, I'll be, I'll be anonymous geek guy number four, you know, somewhere in the shadow, partially out of frame, and, and, and that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, sure enough, when I got down there, uh, they, uh, the production assistant sent me uh, 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 the call sheet for the next day uh, for both Laura and I, and, and the call sheet was, you know, just was background. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to be part of the faceless horde that's just slightly out of focus behind the important stuff that's going on. <laughs> and now, yet, no. And yet, no. Uh, as it turns out, uh, I, I write, I, I text back the PA and I said, well, or I, I email back the PA and said, well, you know, where is it that I'm supposed to report? It doesn't say. And she says, well, it's, it's on the map. I said, well, I didn't get the map. I just got the background call sheet. She says, oh, no, we sent everybody that. You were supposed to get this other stuff. So she sends me more stuff and uh, more PDF stuff. It's got a map in it. And it says principal cast. Okay, that sounds even better. So we drive, we drive over to the Long Beach Convention Center in the morning, find, a, find the appropriate place to park. It took us a while to, to find it. And we're walking in to the Long Beach Convention Center. I'm wearing, um, I'm wearing, I had brought several costumes with me, um, depending on the needs of the production, of course. I wanted to be supportive. Uh, uh, when I walked in, I was wearing the uh, I am an author outfit, um, <laughs> which, you know, is, is kind of loafers, slacks, um, a, a t-shirt with a pithy saying on it and a sports jacket. Um, and Laura's there with me. And, and so we're walking into the Long Beach Convention Center at 7.30 in the morning. And they're like, nobody in Long Beach at 7.30 in the morning. Um, and the production assistant is standing there. And she says, are, are you distracted? Yes, I am distracted. Oh, good. I'm glad you're here. And she grabs my arm. And then PJ comes out. And, and it's actually the first time we've ever met in person. And, and he says, Tracy, oh, it's good to see you. Quick, I've gotten you a line. And you need to get into rehearsal. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay. 
and you know, and the next thing I know, I'm being ushered into the into the into the hall where they're doing this shoot, this uh, a convention shoot for the for this production, and 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 you know, and and here's Alan Tudyk, and he's directing it, and he's also performing at the same time, and uh, and and so okay, you sit here, and when and here's your lines, and they gave me a little sheet, you know, that had the lines that they were shooting for the day, the script for the day. And uh, and so when he says this, you're supposed to stand up and ask him this question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And so, you know, Alan comes on stage. Okay, fine. And uh, I, I stand up. I deliver my line. You know, and I, I'm already obsessing about this in my head, right? <laughs> As anyone would be. Yes. You know, I, I mean, it's one lousy sentence, right? But how many ways can I read this sentence and and put the emotion of the moment into the words? How can I convey through the totality of my craft the meaning behind this phrase? You know, and and I, so of course all of this is going through my head. And, and, and somewhere in the back of my head, I'm replaying a, a Dick Van Dyke episode where he's invited to be on a movie set and is completely horrible in his acting and thinking, I'm that guy. So I deliver my line, and okay, now rehearsal's over, and he says, and so PJ's, the PA comes to me and says, okay, well, now I need to get you into wardrobe. Uh, oh, okay. Not, not this. No, we got to get you something else. Okay, fine. So they take me to wardrobe, and they and and fine. They they find me uh, one shirt, and they say, okay, we're going to try this with this. And okay, take me back into. And they say, okay, we got to get you into makeup. Okay, they say, take me into makeup, and I'm sitting in the makeup chair, being pampered like I was some sort of makeup person, and uh, like a real <laughs> actor. It was amazing, and, and I'm sitting in this chair, and PJ comes in with Alan Tudyk. And they look at him and he says, this is going to be okay? And Alan says, yeah, I think that's going to be all right. He says, and, and PJ says, you know, and, and he's the one who's delivering this line. And, and Alan says, oh, no, I've got somebody else I want for that line. <laughs> oh, okay. So in my mind, I'm thinking, great, okay, I'm back in the cheap seats, right? And he says, no, he's going to be the MC." <laughs> <laughs> and then and I'm thinking, I've read the script. There's no lines for the MC." And so I go back into rehearsal wearing my costume now, and I've been in makeup, and, and, uh, and he says, okay, and Alan says, okay, so what's going to happen is that this guy, he's, he, this, this guy's on stage before me, and he's going to deliver these lines, and then as soon as he's done with these lines, when he says this horrible thing, you need to get him off stage. So you rush in, and you, and then you thank him and get him off stage, and then you introduce me, and I come on stage. And I realize as he says this, I have no written lines. Oh God! I would now die. I have, I would I have die. to make up my own dialogue here. Okay, fine. Well, I've written dialogue before, so I guess I can do that. I was going to say you're a writer. You can do this, right? I should be able to pick this up <laughs> on the fly. Absolutely. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go into rehearsal again. The guy starts his lines, and I know his from from the script. Okay, and okay here, and and by now they've brought in all of the uh, all of the extras. Uh, and, and okay, great. So they brought in all the extras, 
and and we've got we've got we're going to shoot this from the back of the room. We're going to do the morning shoot from the back of the room, and okay. Now I didn't realize at the time, and I probably should have. All of the extras, most of the extras, actually, some of the extras here were part of the Kickstarter, or excuse me, part of the Indiegogo, and were here as part of their reward. But most of these are hired extras. I mean, they're professional extras, right? And almost all of whom would like kill me to have a line in in this production, <laughs> right? Go on. Yes. So, okay, and so here I go. My wife's in the audience with all of these people, sitting with all of the paid extras, and she's an extra in this. And okay, so I come out and I, I start delivering my lines as though I'm the MC for this thing, and I've made this all up, but what does it matter? The words are working just fine. I deliver my lines and and I and I get the, this guy off stage and I say, Okay, and then I deliver the rest of my thing and I introduce uh, Alan Tudyk's character and he comes on stage and he's hung over because it's been a tough night. And because um, we've never seen that at a convention. Right? Never, never, not what? once. And and no. and then and, so I'm, and I'm doing all of this and my wife's in the audience and as I'm as as we're about to run the scene for the first time I hear somebody in the audience say, "Is that Tracy Hickman?" <laughs> <laughs> nice to be known. Cool. Well, yeah, you know, it's not like my visage is on every can of you know green giant corn, but you know, at least apparently recognized. And all right, quest. Get some stickers of Tracy's face and slap it, <laughs> slap it on, on these cans. Do it. Do it. Me and Michael Caine. It'll work. Anyway, there you so, go. So I'm, and 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 another guy turns to turns to my wife as I'm delivering this and, and says, says to my wife, he looks familiar. What have I seen him in? <laughs> and. And apparently, I'm doing a fine enough job that all these professionals in the audience don't know that I'm just some schlep writer, you know, who's stepped into this part. Um, so, you know, I, I I introduce Alan, and then I'm supposed to, after I introduce Alan, I'm supposed to turn, I'm supposed to walk down the stairs off the stage with the hand mic that I have, and I'm supposed to go in the audience, and I'm supposed to, like, go to the individuals who are asking questions and you know be mic holder guy um and that's and there's my part you know thing you know cut thank you you know let's move on so the morning goes great and they they shoot it from the back of the room we do it several times from the back of the room and then they move the cameras up uh, close to the stage and we do it all again for the close and then it's time to break and we do the whole scene again then it's time to break for lunch uh, and and I got to tell you, Alan Tudyk, nicest man. I mean, everyone in this production was fabulous. Um, but Alan had a tremendous director's touch, I thought, and and he was really great directing the audience. I, I mean, he was uh, even the pros that were working in the audience said that that he was really great at directing audience. So we we finish the morning, we break for lunch. Uh, principals get to eat first because you know it's a caste system. <laughs> oh, that's a bad joke. And um, so we Real go out. shop there, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, something. Um, 
I've signed my life away, apparently, uh, because, you know, if they actually use me or something, I have to be what they call tafted into SAG. Um, I, they, they, have to, they have to put me in SAG in order to be in the show. It, it's an interesting thing. So anyway, I go out, my wife and I go out, and we're having lunch with the principal's cast, and, uh, uh, and so we're eating with PJ, and Alan sits down, and we're having lunch together, and um, got our picture taken, which is uh, the one I put up on my Facebook. And it's time to go do the afternoon, right? So we go in for the afternoon shoot, and of course we've shot everything from the front of the stage in the morning, it's time to shoot everything from the back of the stage, Right. But you've done this now. You know what's supposed I've to happen. I've done this. I've done this all morning. You know, I've been I've I've been a professional actor now for like several Days. minutes. Yeah, and, <laughs> and and so I know what's going on. Okay, fine. And and the, and the truth of the matter is that my father used to work in in television, and I grew up in production studios and, and around film studios, and so you know I know that everything is money, and I know that. That, that you have to behave on the set because something's happening all the time and, and the most important thing you can do is stay out of the way of stopping. So, great, we come in to shoot from the stage. Well, when we get on... There we are. Just you. Just me. Apparently. Apparently. She accidentally hung up the first time. <laughs> Still recording. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm back. I'm You're back. back. We're trying to bring everybody else back, too. It was Everyone's kind of back. Oh, good. Everyone We're all back, back, Tracy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was the climax of the story. We oh. couldn't hear the end. Where were we? You were, were shooting shoot the afternoon. Insane. Yeah, you were an actor for several hours already. I, no, no, I was an actor for several minutes already. <laughs> Let's be honest. And so, yes, and so I... and And so... Being the afternoon, of course, now we're shooting from a stage side, right? We're doing the reverse right. angles. And so the, the stage now, the back of the stage is now full of, like, 
tracks and dolly tracks and 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 two separate HD cameras and and all of the lighting to light the reverse angle and as it turns out all of this equipment is now blocking the staircase that I okay. use to get on and off the stage you know and it's you know it's your typical convention stage it's what it's like three feet or so off the ground and so okay I'm a trooper I can deal with this and and so I I quietly climb onto the stage right uh, uh, on my side and it's time to shoot the the reverse angle of this okay so the actor that's on the stage delivers his lines okay I hear my cue I come in I deliver my lines that I've totally made up usher him off the stage I see Alan coming up the stairs to make his entrance onto the stage and I know that all I need to do all I need to do is quietly get off the stage to do the rest of my performance in the audience with my microphone. All I have to do. Okay. So this is going really well. Now, I digress for just a moment to tell you a story about It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> that wonderful movie, yes. That wonderful movie. It's a wonderful life, right? Right. And and in It's a Wonderful Life, there's a scene where Uncle Billy, the Uncle Billy character, he's kind of the old befuddled guy right there mm -hmm. who who can't remember anything. And, and he's, he's Jimmy Stewart's uncle, um, uh, uncle in the film. He was played by a wonderful character actor, Thomas Mitchell, who played... Uh, 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 Scarlett O'Hara's father in Gone with the Wind, but he's playing this old befuddled uncle, and they've just in, they've just brought his uh, brother home from the war, and they're holding a big party, and Jimmy Stewart's feeling pretty depressed, but Uncle Billy comes out of the house and he says, "Ah, I got to go home, okay," and so so Jimmy Stewart sends him home, and and Thomas Mitchell, the actor, walks off stage, or walks out of frame, and then there's this horrendous crash. Horrible crash, like garbage cans, you know, right, that, that bad. And then you hear this voice of Uncle Billy say, I'm all right, I'm all right. And Jimmy Stewart's laughing, and, and the scene continues. Well, it turns out that Thomas Mitchell, when he exited the scene, actually walked into a stack of film cans. <laughs> and, and the sound that you hear at that moment is these film cans crashing in the middle of this set and Thomas Mitchell on the ground saying, I'm all right, I'm all right. <laughs> Not breaking character at the moment. Now, the reason so I that's tell what you, you did. Is because that's what I did. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I went to step off the stage carefully, but it was dark. And for some reason, right where I stepped off the stage, someone had stacked the hard shell cases for the lighting equipment. Oh, oh no. And my foot slipped. I fell in the middle of all of these cases of lighting equipment with this horrendous crash. <laughs> oh, God. My wife, watching from the audience, I, I, this audible gasp from all of the extras in the audience and my wife saw me like disappear 
off the stage. <laughs> and I'm not getting up again. But please tell me you hit the line. And I get to the bottom of this, and 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 frankly, I'm coming down, and I feel my ankle roll underneath me. So it's like what happens whenever I sprain it. And I'm just lying there very still, saying to, you know, and I'm just lying there very still. And I hear Alan Tudyk's voice from the stage calling, Tracy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Immediately, 10 assistants and grips and appear and like are lifting me out of the stack of boxes right and 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 pj is there and are you he's and he said are you all right are you all right i was in such pain <laughs> I, I hurt so badly but my hat but i hadn't sprained my ankle and as I'm as I'm standing there, I'm thinking, if if they have to take me off this set, <laughs> if they have to take me to St. Mary's Hospital, which I know is on the call sheet and where they take people that do boneheaded things like this, <laughs> if they take me off of this set, it means that they're going to call into question all the footage that they shot that morning. Because I was in all of it. So, legs hurting, arms hurting, bruised, don't know where, bleeding somewhere actually that I didn't want to think about. It just, I banged my knee pretty badly. I just looked at PJ and I said, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> and he said, Stand on one leg. And I stood on my right leg. He said, stand on the other leg. I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> he said, looked at me, looked me in the eye and he said, are you lying to me? And I said, and, and so, of course, I lied and said, no. <laughs> Let's go on. Oh, no. And I did. I played the rest of the day and, and met it. <laughs> Helen says, we got to get something over here. What, where what happened to the stairs? And I swelled her back. I, I said, we need to put, you know, we need to put one of those, one of those. And I said, apple crates? Yes, an apple crate. Okay, yes. And, 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 you know, so for the rest of the afternoon, whenever I exited the stage, there were like five people over there helping me <laughs> off. Oh, no. I could have floated down. You know, and, and, and we shot for the rest of the afternoon. And got it all done. So that was, you know, I, I apparently, my, my moment of fame. And, and, and when we went to continue the scene, Alan came over and he reached down. And he pulled me back up onto the stage. Mm. And to the thunderous applause of the extras Aww. in the room. That was, my, that was my moment of fame in Hollywood. So... Uh, the two after the two things afterward from that is uh, Alan gave signed for me a, a piece of paper that says sorry someone moved the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow. Nice. Yes. And then uh, a few weeks later, I got a, a message from somebody in the production staff, and they said, well, I need your headshot. <laughs> I said, you what? I said, I'm, I, I need your headshot because, because you have a line in the, in the production, I, we have to tap you into SAG. Good. So I, I might well be in the Screen Actors Guild. Nice. <laughs> Because of all of it. So, so you get your life. SAG card, you get your ankle rolled, yep. you take a stage dive, yep, and you get the applause of all the extras. I know. It just doesn't get any better than it that. It doesn't get any better than that at all. It certainly, most likely, will never get any better than that for me. It was you know, you know I, I hate to be the one to tell you this, Tracy, but this is just one of like a dozen times when I sit back and go, I, I'd really give my right arm to be Tracy. <laughs> oh my God! But it would was, you was, give your left ankle? <laughs> I would not sacrifice my left ankle the way he did. No, because Tracy uh, had to sacrifice his left ankle to be Tracy Hickman for a day. You know, it was it was so funny too because because when they were trying to fit me for wardrobe, the wardrobe department said to my wife. Either, do you have any other shirts? And she, well, yeah, we got a whole car full of them, right? So she she ran out to the car while I was in in war, in wardrobe, and to bring shirts in. And while she was bringing in like these hung up shirts, right, uh, holding them behind her, she she walks in the front door and here's Felicia Day. Well, we'd had we'd had dinner with Felicia at at, at Salt Lake Fanex and. Uh, um, and and yes, she is every bit as nice as you think. Um, uh, and, but she, so my wife's walking in with my shirts, right? And Felicia Day's there, and just looking at her like, I know you, but why do I know you? You know, because she looked like she was in the costume department. <laughs> and Laura realized this, and she laughed. She said, "Oh no, it's, I'm not costume." I, I'm 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 Laura Hickman and and oh and Felicia knew who she was gave her a big hug and and everything was fine there, so I did get to see her for a moment on the set but but she she was in a separate scene so we didn't actually oh we didn't get to work together but, and, oh, and and yet you're in the same show so it's true and 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 it looks like it's going to be just huge fun I think everyone well it's going to be fun and it's also got content to it I mean I'm really quite impressed with what Alan's doing with this well nobody ever thought that Alan was going to be a slouch with this one absolutely not I mean from the moment the uh, Indiegogo campaign was announced the fan base just kind of went nuts and and rightfully so I mean it looks like you know, from what everybody's talking about and what everybody said and what everybody did, that this is going to be kind of incredible. Well, and I'm just, you know, I, I on reflection, after all was said and done, I, I, I think that uh, of everything shot that day, my face is probably the most likely to hit the cutting room floor. I mean, so. <laughs> you yeah. know, but, and I'm sure that's how you think. But my guess is that Alan thinks a little differently. Well, I was really, like I said, I was really impressed with Alan. Of course, I had met Alan years ago um, when we did, uh, when he and I both were doing Gen Con um, Australia. And, and we were in uh, Brisbane. 
and he had actually come down because another uh, another celebrity had not had 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 to back out of the show, and he came down as a replacement for that, and uh, and we talked actually about that. He it was he said it was the first time he ever felt famous. Wow. Um, because he had just had a he had had a movie that was not doing that well in the states, but was huge in Australia at the time, and everywhere he went, people knew who he was, and and it was the first time he ever felt what that was like. But we we actually had signings uh, next to each other, and that's where I first uh, uh, that's where I first met him. But now that I've actually gotten to work with him and watched him direct, I, I'm I'm super impressed with him and. And with what he's got going on this, I think it's going to be a really seminal thing. Very, very cool. And yeah, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Want to just take thirty seconds and talk to you about a project that you worked on, or that you sure. agreed to work on? <laughs> you haven't actually done it yet. <laughs> actually, I've done anything, but uh, yes, but I've, but for some mysterious reason, I've agreed to work on this. Yes. The project is called My Peculiar Family, and it's a story, it's, a, it's an anthology, uh, a shared concept anthology from a bunch of, bunch of authors who are friends of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. And like I said, you're the, one of the most prolific people on the show, having been on more times than anyone else. And when we originally started thinking of this project, uh, you were one of the first names that came up. And actually, you were one of the first people to sign on to it. Uh, because I called. Because you called. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I called. And, that, and, and whatever Cree says, I said, yeah, okay, fine. I, I put up the Hickman sign. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that shaped like? I don't know. I feel like a dragon, maybe. I don't mm. know. It, it looks kind of like the Batman symbol, but, but more dragon. It's like a dragon and a loot together. Ooh, Ooh. Yeah. it's a, almost a crestworthy kind of thing. Mm. So yeah. the whole the whole concept that we pitched to you was a bunch of stories based around a shared concept of a person. No, you're not allowed to ever say that again. And I was trying to be nice about it, but now I'm going to be a bitch. No one oh, knows what that means. So actually, explain the concept. The concept is that there's a person who comes back to his ancestral home. She finds a box of tintypes, and the box is labeled family, and nobody knows. She has no idea who these people are. So my thought was each of the writers who signs on to this project gets the tintype, gets a name, gets maybe a uh, something relevant about them, and writes a story about that person in the family and your reaction the first time you heard it was that's odd <laughs> <laughs> well actually I love the con excuse me I love the concept I thought that and in fact um, the the series that I've uh, been doing with Laura the the Nightbird series um, gee I hear that has a really nice cover it does. It has a really nice cover, and the t and and the story is fabulous. You should read it. <laughs> <laughs> no in jokes here. I'll have to. I'll have to someday. Yeah, if you if you ever get a chance to read it, Kriana, you should you should. I I will make it a point to do that. Ah, okay. So then we started talking about you know the contribution that you could make other than 
writing well, that short story, which I thought was incredible of you. Well, what I what I wanted to say is that that you know I was kind of inspired actually by this to a certain extent in in that because I I actually went back and found like lost daguerreotypes wow. uh, of people and and used those images to cast the people in the Nightbirds book. And it really helped me solidify the characters in my in my head, and so you know this idea of of using the tintypes this way, um, uh, I think is really compelling. So I was pretty excited actually to uh, uh, buy the whole concept. And then you kind of came up with an idea to make your short story a separate Kickstarter reward. Yes. And that's right. So what we've done, and when the Kickstarter goes live in about a week and a half, what we've done is we put in the Tracy Hickman uh, reward. Cool. And whoever is willing to pay for that reward will get a copy of the picture that you've got, get mm -hmm. to name the characters tell you what it is, give you the relevant fact, either who they are or what they do or what they've done. <clears throat> and based on those two names and that person's suggestion, you're going to write that story. Well, won't that be interesting? Well, I hope so, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <clears throat> no, I, I, I find it, I'm very excited about all of this, actually. And it's funny, I, 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 I tend to be the... I, I, I tend to be the reward in any number of Kickstarter ventures, and and, <laughs> and you know we don't actually have any empirical evidence at this point as to whether it has helped or hindered the Kickstarter, but they've all succeeded. So I guess you know that don't jinx clearly, clearly you're a winner. Based on that, yeah, I think we can say you have not impeded the progress. Well, then I'll take that by abs uh, by all means, yeah. So I'm, but I'm very much looking forward to this. I, uh, like I said, I love the concept, and I'm, uh, uh, and I'd be interested to see what everybody else does with this, of course, as well. And um, the weird, the weird part for me is that, you know, the backstory of how this happened is exactly that. We, uh, we were going through the attic in my wife's parents' home, and there was a bunch of tintypes just kind of thrown into a box and I started looking at them and I asked her mother who are these people and she goes I don't know <laughs> literally mm -hmm. I don't wow. know well we kind of I kind of had some uh, uh, not a dissimilar experience uh, in my own family my my grandfather um, was uh, a combatant in World War one and he left his little rural town in Utah and uh, was, uh, went to war in France and came home, you know, and that was pretty much it. And, uh, but when he came home from France, and as a matter of fact, I know this is a weird thing to say, but if you actually find uh, the um, episodes of, um, uh, of Antiques Roadshow, Mm -hmm. That were that were filmed in Salt Lake. I'm in one of them. <laughs> oh nice. no! 
No, I know, really, you know, and and in fact, um, let's see, I might I might even be able to tell you where, which one it was, but like you really want to know, but um, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's it's Antiques Roadshow season eleven, right? Yeah, every everyone out there in in Wonderland is writing this down. We're looking for that right now, absolutely. Yeah, it was April thirtieth of two thousand seven. As episode fifteen of season eleven, <laughs> and I'm in it. And and the reason I'm in it is because my grandfather, when he came home from the war, he brought with him four helmets, and three of them are pretty standard, you know, kinds of helmets that the the soldiers often brought home with them. Right? They were typical World War Two helmets. One was or World War One helmets. Uh, one was a fireman's helmet. You know, one was like the one with the spike on the top, and uh, one was an infantryman's helmet. You know, pretty standard sorts of stuff. Um, but then the fourth helmet that he brought was, like, from the 1600s. Mm. And, and, I mean, it had it had this platypus, uh, uh, what they called a platypus um, neck to it, um, armored, you know, in, in, in plates down the back of the neck. And, and it had a visor that came off the front, and it had a, a nose plate that, that came down that was screwed in the front. And, and nobody knew where he got this helmet. I mean, it's got a blade strike in the top of it. I mean, it, it's a, a really amazing thing. But the thing was, when he was alive back, you know, in the, in the 50s, late, in early 60s, um, he used to love to tell people about these helmets. And the, and the stories about these helmets and, and where he got them and where they were from. And, you know, it was just the old guy telling war stories. And nobody wrote them down. Mm. And yeah. nobody can remember them. Yeah. Nobody knows. Um, and, and it's all lost and gone. Which is a good reason, of course, for us to all, you know, work really hard at preserving the memories of... Uh, uh, of our parents and grandparents as best we can. Well, my family just came back from a trip to Poland. There were 11 of us because my great-grandmother is from there. Um, mm -hmm. And my uncle and I are working together on a book um, to collect the stories of our family, um, both when we went this time and from the past. So we're collecting, you know, like I'm getting together family trees and photos from everyone. And my uncle has like all sorts of genealogy and we're getting all that stuff together because of that, because otherwise these stories and our past will be lost. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And while, and while we're doing this, the book is called My Peculiar Family, and Tracy Hickman, you were the first person we thought of to put into this book, and I can't thank you enough. I'm I, Because of my family, I assume? <laughs> <laughs> because I adore the way you write. And I love the fact that you have put this together. Tracy, I can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Oh, it's always uh, a pleasure. You know, anytime you want me to up my score, please give me a call. I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I will absolutely do that. Kriana, what's happening on the show for the next couple of weeks? Well, next week we have Margaret and Jesse talking about cannibalism. Woo! And the week after that... Peter Dudar in the episode I will not be present for because I am arachnophobic. That's correct. Sir Sarah. 
Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic-Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic-Con, booksandbooze.com, and comicarthouse.com. Visit comicarthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on lawrencemademecry.com. Tonight's intro music provided by Rob Watts. Find more of his creations on robwattsonline.com. I got through that whole thing without coughing. Dome? Outstanding. I want to thank our guest, Tracy Hickman, for joining us tonight because Tracy Hickman. From the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our woman of words, Zombrarian, thank you much, ladies. I think we need to say it at least one more time. Tracy Hickman. Tracy Hickman. Tracy Hickman. Continuing our own personal galaxy quest. Thank you, Sir Sarah. It's good to have you back. Take care of your throat. <coughs> this is Dome saying, Terry and Jeannie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.